all the days of my life and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever forever hallelujah I was wondering maybe the sound man can turn me up slightly and you know what that man means preacher slightly so I'll get a little bit more a little bit more volume on mine yeah praise the Lord I want to I want to say and give this word a very special happy Father's Day greeting to all the dads that are here, all the men. There's something about Father's Day and remembering a father. Those of us who had had the opportunity of having a man in our life that loved us and cared for us, provided for us, we are blessed people. I don't know what the percentage is in America, but so many homes in America, they are fatherless. And I blame the guys for it because it means that men have not stepped up to where they're supposed to in their life. You know, there's a difference to, to being the biological, difference between being a biological father of a child and really truly being the father of a child and what's so good about God when God works in our lives he moves in supernatural ways some of you may not have had a natural father around very much but somehow I would if you were to really look and look back and think back the Lord had placed some spiritual fathers in your life you're a Christian now because of people, men who were good examples and good teachers. I'm so glad that you're here today. I got to hurry up and preach because the sugar ain't going to last too long. Midway in my sermon, I'll have some candy bars handed out. Anybody needs that? You know, I uh, went up to the to the Kona Ice guy and I said, you know, I said, I like that... Um, cherry and I like you know, I like red and flavoring and things like that now my grandson Grant I saw him before they left they came this morning um, Grant says I've eaten tiger blood I said wow I make you roar like a tiger won't it but with the red there but I like cherry like red color and I told the Kona Ice guy that I said but I better not do it I said I'm allowed to be preaching and you'll see a red tongue go all over the place and red lips and he said, well, hey, I've got something called a, 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 a non-dye cherry flavor. So he put it on. It's clear. And man, it was great. It was cherry, non-dye. So take that. I have my cherry cone of ice without anybody looking at a red tongue or red lips. You know, it's... Um, We've been going through a lot the past three months, four months. Did you know that we canceled service here back in March 15th? And we went through so many weeks of not meeting just for the understanding of the events that have taken place. We're talking about something that maybe has kind of floated away from the news cycle. They don't talk a lot about the pandemic anymore. Now it's other stuff. How many here are tired of dealing with the, the pandemic? It's okay. We can be, hey, Christians are supposed to be honest here, okay? 
you know, a lot of people think, well, you're not being very faithful if you speak the truth. Well, yeah, but that's true into a sense. You don't want to blab. See, there's a difference between blabbing and sounding off than what it is just saying, okay, hey, I'm real here and I understand what people are going through because I'm going through it too. And I hate to coin the phrase, but we're all going through this together. <laughs> Heard that thing so much, you know. Now, our, we're all in this together. But it has been wearisome on so many people. I have never in my life seen anything that has occurred in my lifetime that has rocked our nation and rocked the world such as that pandemic. America was bragging rights of this prosperous nation and the next thing we know we've been thrust into a time of recession and recovery and we are going to recover God's going to help us we, we will recover yes the best is yet to come but I just want to tell you that it's been three months here now but we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel we're starting to see and I believe Jesus is that light you know yeah, Jesus is that light. And I don't care what scientists have said or health officials have said about keeping the, the curve down, that we've done this and we've done that. No doubt physically it's made a difference. But you and I need to lift up holy hands toward heaven and say, God, we know who lowered the curve. We know who showed the scientists and showed the health officials that they don't know everything. But prayer being lifted up has lowered, lowered that curve where it came from millions ended up being those sad 100,000. But it's not what they predicted it would be. Instead of getting into a spirit of criticism, we should be giving a spirit of praise to God giving him glory and honor because he's the one Greg that's that's running this ship you know he's the one that is in charge and he is in control of everything everything I'd like to preach for a few moments a word to you guard the gates though it's a a, a message that may be directed toward men but it's directed to everybody because everybody have these gates and God wants us to guard those gates. Will you just stretch your hand forward to me and ask God to help me to be able to speak living words? I am not, I don't want to say what I said an hour or so ago. I want to say and speak always under the unction of the Holy Spirit and the power of God. Because you're not the nine, nine o'clock crowd. You're different people, different needs. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you and believe God and your power and your anointing. Lord, touch everyone that's in this room, God, and help this word come alive and burn in each and every one of our hearts. Help us to see the message of the time and the, and the importance, the urgency of the time. And Lord, that we seize the moment. 
that we look at things that are important and cast away those things that are not important. Touch our hearts and have your way with us, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 4, 20 through 25 in the New International Version. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to those a health and health to one's own body. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Paul writes in Philippians 4, 6-7, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I, I believe, boy, is that not a now word? And it, and it has been a now word, especially the past three months, that the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I don't remember a time when there's been such an attack on God's people. I have never seen anything like this in my life. We are growing more and more in the secular world a very unpopular people. And I got to tell you, we're on the far, far right spectrum of the Christianity because not only are we evangelical, but we're spirit-filled evangelicals. And we believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and we believe in, in divine healing and the gifts of the Spirit. So we're on the far, far reaches there. So that means I would say that the first attack will be on our flank and against us because we are but you see I will tell you this not in a braggadocious way of, of trying to say we're something and better and those who may be watching from other faiths and other churches we're not better than any Christian faith we're all in this together as far as fellowship blood of Jesus Christ we all drank the same spiritual drink and we've all been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ but I got news for the devil I got news for the world, the secular world that wants to tear down and think that we are extreme. They got to understand one thing. There's a power where we're at. There's a power of the spirit and the anointing of God. I, they may be able to crush down some, uh, uh, some groups that have already that have compromised the word of God and, and, and decided to call God a woman and, and all these other groups of accepting uh, the alternative uh, alternative lifestyles and the things that are contrary to the word of God but we who are the people
people of God, we who believe in the word of God and know that God's word is true, and we who have received the promise of the Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I got news for the enemy, and I got news for the secular world. If they're going to come against us with a spiritual attack, then the Holy Ghost which we have and the word of God which we possess and the power that God has given us, they better get ready. They better get ready because as they're trying to tear down on our perspective, we believe it's time for revival. When they apply pressure upon us, it just puts us to our knees. And when we go to our knees, we are not in a more powerful posture than in that posture when we're praying, believing in God, and the peace that surpasses all knowledge fills us without understanding that we guard with power. He guards our hearts. We, we are going to be frontliners. That's why the Lord has equipped us and empowered us to be frontliners. We are going to be in the conflict and have already, but even more so. But that's okay. Because there's going to be souls that will be birthed into the kingdom of God. And the church and the kingdom of God is going to grow even more extensively than what they'd ever imagined. Hallelujah. Now in this world, it has changed so much. There are things that have happened beyond my imagination. We were just having good time and things were going well as a nation. And all of a sudden, suddenly... Just, just one moment, one moment in time, we, we receive an announcement on the television. The president announces a pandemic and a shutdown of the country, and suddenly things change. We in America, we have discovered, we thought we were, we sort of got comfortable in our security of ourselves and thought that we are going to be strong no matter what and do whatever we can do, whatever we want to do. And we even at one time as a nation boasting about our economy and how well it's going up. Now I believe God's going to touch and we're going to go in recovery because there's people who are praying and believing God and it's going to get, hey, we don't want to go back to normal. We want to go... We want to go to the new normal, the new place that God wants us to be as a people. Hallelujah. That old normal had its place kind of helped us through when this thing happened and occurred. But now God's taking us to another place where he's going to use us and empower us. But I have never in my life seen such an effect on people, even the visible effects of seeing on people. Now, I, I was just thinking as I was talking to my wife how that when this pandemic occurred, how it, there's such a evidence, visible evidence of attack. Now, we read here in Scripture where that the, uh, in Proverbs, talking about and everything above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. There are these attacks that have occurred on the outside and it's been visible. Now, I'm not saying these things are, are visible, that they're wrong or such. It's just things that I have noticed. Because there are so many different gates that go, that wants to go and reach the inside of us. There's a Bible talks about the, the eye gate. 
And there's never been more coverage, 24-7 coverage, over three months' time over this pandemic and everything about it. And our eyes constantly watched a number, kind of like a tote board, to see what's the total for today, what's the numbers today. What, and constantly we're seeing that and seeing uh, we'd, we'd go to places of businesses and that suddenly would have up signs saying we're closed, pandemic. And uh, we even had trouble getting, you know, we went to Walmart and had trouble even finding a roll of toilet paper. It, but, you know, if, I, I, I think if anybody found one roll of toilet paper, they could probably had an auction and probably got a hundred bucks off of it. But you couldn't even wish a roll of toilet paper at Walmart. And, and you say, well, that's funny, but that's visible. We see that we see that we see this this and that and constant news and stuff so there's attack on our vision on our eyes and in that eye gate then only that was is the ear gate that is with us in our body in our spiritual life we're ear gate we constantly hear the news of it's not getting better it's going to get worse it's going to spike it's going to do this it's going to do that constantly that stuff is attacking the ear gate of 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 you hearing and what you're hearing but you see god god will speak to us God will speak to his people and he'll give us a word but we've been hearing things that it just left and right it was constantly dragging pushing us attacking the gate called our ear gate and not only that let's think about let's think about even more even the mouth gate was was affected the mouth gate the mouth gate where that 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 we've seen where people are doing uh, we see so many people that are wearing masks that that is not wrong it's just visible and it's visible of that even the mouths and the nose of the nose gate is being affected too because I have not smelled so much disinfected in my life till lately you know I mean, it's a lot of, it, it approaches the nose gate where you smell that and, and the mouth gate where that the, the mask is, is, is over us and, and here we are being careful. And then, you know, then, then therefore even our mouth gate is attacked because people are saying things that are not of God, but of, of other word and other contrary words that are contrary to the truth of God's knowledge and what God can do. We hear bad stuff, people complaining, they're going, hear complaints so therefore they speak complaints and they're living in a life of complaints is there anybody in the house here in a complaining mode stop it stop it it's all you can do just quit listening to it and stop speaking it but then we we're going to have all the attacks of the and and even the touch the feel gate the touch and the feelings have been so so affected where pastors are afraid to lay hands on people and pray for them. And, you know, there's, there's got to be this uh, this adjustment and working it out. No one be offended. No one be upset about it. I know that there are things that you've got to do that uh, that's showing love to other people and not be forceful. But it has affected the, the touching even so much that we even wore rubber gloves for a while. And, and, and people won't shake hands and, and, and won't touch and hug each other and all this stuff it's because we're under an attack and the gates are under attack and it's trying something is trying to get on the inside of us that's why this this is what's going on here this is why I don't feel so good right now. That's why I just don't feel right. It's just, you, do you feel like you're disjointed and a little it's because there's something going on here. Now I don't know if you've ever heard of of John Bunyan, but John Bunyan wrote 
uh, Pilgrim's Progress, one of the great Christian writings of all time. It, it's actually sold second to, it was sold at one time second to the Bible, that it was so popular in the Christian world. But John Bunyan, he also um, wrote another famous allegory, and Bunyan's second most popular work is entitled The Holy War. This depiction of the human soul is a city. He, he talks about a city, but he's talking about a, an allegory of, of the human soul, and he even calls the city Mansoul. And Mansoul has five gates, an ear gate, eye gate, nose gate, field gate, and mouth gate. The enemy of the city is sin, who comes on a daily basis to attack at one of all the, at least at one of the five gates. Sin speaks to the ear gate. He, he presents a vivid, alluring pictures to the eye gate. He tempts the other gates as well. The interesting thing about the battle that, that Mansoul and about Mansoul was it could never be defeated by outside attacks. And sin could never win in his assaults against the five gates. Except one way. Someone on the inside had to open one of the gates and let sin in. In reality, these five gates are not really Bunyan's uh, allegorical creations, but not at all. They were actually their gates for real. And Paul and Peter began to talk. He, they shared about these gates. And Bunyan had grasped the teaching of Paul and Peter and understood that the soul of a man is destroyed from the inside, not the outside. This is why Paul urged the believers to stop presenting their members to sin not don't present them to sin don't let them go to a place of sin Paul was actually saying don't let the enemy use your body as a weapon don't let the enemy have your rifle or your sword so he can use it against you don't leave yourself unarmed don't open the gates this is this, this is why God created us. He created us as a creation. He created us when he created us. He didn't just create us on the human side. You see, this is where the, the major fault and flaw of evolution. Evolution is all of the flesh. Evolution is all of the body. The teaching, the false teaching of evolution is all about the evolving of the body, which if you believe in evolution, you got to have a bigger faith than I do. But, but I won't go there. But the fact is, and what I mean by faith, you you got to be a lot strong-willed on believing in evolution, what you would just to believe God created all things. But God created us not only in the flesh, he did not form Adam only out of the dust and there it was and he spoke to the dust and the dust came up and the dust lived. No, the Bible says that God hovered over Adam in his created form of the dust and flesh and he 
breathed into his nostrils and gave him a living soul. Now let me tell you this. This is the difference between what we deal with in the world. All these gates, the eye gate, ear gate, the mouth gate, the nose gate, the touch gate, all these five senses are all of the flesh. So God knew that man was going to have an edge. Just like God has always had an edge. And God breathed a, a living spirit into man. And so much that God says that, that he in Ephesians 3 and 16, Paul writes and he says that he would grant you. He said, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you, Ephesians. I'm praying for you, Rodney Pike, Church of God, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. In other words, God knows that the enemy is trying to get on the inside from the outside. And so God says the inside is going to be stronger than the outside. I'm going to strengthen the inner man in you. I'm going to give you power to overcome these attacks and these temptations I'm going to give you power to fortify the gates and watch the gates that sin can't come in my life sin can't come in my house sin can't take control because you have you can't get through the gates because God has strengthened the inner man hallelujah that's God's uh, modus operandi. It's not the outside. He gets a hold of the inside uh, and that he'll strengthen us so that we can deal with this craziness. Only the Spirit can give you sanity into this hour and time. Only the Spirit can give you power on the inside. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Hallelujah. So we, guys, we, and ladies and fathers especially, you have to guard the gates. Guard the gates. Avoid looking at things. Avoid things altogether. That would lead to temptation. You might see something you shouldn't see. You might hear something you shouldn't hear. You might be in an uh, atmosphere of speaking things you shouldn't be speaking. Using your mouth in the wrong way. Amen. You got to be careful too about the finger gate too. You know, I'm not a really good typer, but I can go do 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 do. Type away at my iPad or cell phone and going to share my piece of my mind <laughs> to the crazy social media which I want to tell you right off and I hope everybody's watching here and watching everybody's watching listening social media isn't that social and you better be careful what you say and what you type and what you put down let the love of God come out of you. Don't you go and open up the gate so the enemy can come in. Don't you go open up the gate so the enemy come in with hatred and, and stuff going on with you. Don't you, don't you do that. You, you speak of the love of Christ. You talk about the hope in Christ. Use the word of God and declare his goodness and, and praise God. I believe there's power in the word of God, don't you? I believe there's power along with the Holy Spirit breathing upon a living word. It can transform the very lives of people. 
In other words, there's sometimes I believe so much in the word of God that sometimes I feel like step aside, preacher, and somebody read scripture. You know what I'm saying? I get more anointed when I'm reading the word of God to you than what I do when I preach. It's, it's just something there. God's anointing and the strength. Hallelujah. With it. Now, we are in uh, a holy war, Christian, just as John Bunyan said, and you may be your own worst enemy. Sin is pounding at each gate, but he can only come in if you allow him to come in. Sin can't win the battle from the outside. He needs somebody from the inside to open the door and open the gate. Hallelujah. So by all means, reinforce the boundaries, fortify the walls, and bar the gates. Amen. Guard the gates. Now, I think it was interesting in the Word of God in the book of Genesis chapter 19. How many of you have ever heard a lot? Have you heard a lot of lot? A lot? Now, now I, in Genesis 19.1, this is what Scripture says, and I'm going to try and build on this, okay? It was evening when the two angels came to Sodom. Lot was sitting at Sodom's city gate. Seeing them, Lot got up to meet them and bowed down with its face to the ground. In the Old Testament in cities, those who sat at the city gate were usually people of authority. They would be many times the ones who would make the decision whether or not somebody could come in the city or not. They had a place of authority, a place and a position. And I thought to myself, you know, here he is at city gate. The angels are there. And lots at city gate. Now, how did he get there? What's going on there? Then, then I, I begin to imagine. Have you ever had any biblical imagination? Sometimes I think I have more imagination than knowledge. But Lot, his spiritual father was Abraham. Though Abraham was his uncle, when Abraham left the land where he came from and went to the promised land, Lot went with him. Lot followed Abraham. Now, Abraham was a man of blessing. God going to bless him. God even said that anybody blesses you, all nations will be blessed through you. Anybody bless you, I'll bless them. So you can tell people to bless you if you're a Christian because God will bless them. Because we're all sons and daughters of Abraham. But here it is because of faith. So here it is. Do you remember in Scripture where that Abram received the word that Lot and the people and the people of the city of Sodom and stuff have been taken over and have been captured? And the word... Lot sent a messenger to Abram, and Abram then got the message, and he went, formed an army, and went and defeated the army that had Lot captive, set him free, and brought everything back to him. It was a great impression, left a great impression on Mel Melchizedek, who's a priest and a king, which Paul gave an analogy of the fact he had no beginning nor end, that he was actually symbolic of Jesus Christ. And so... The priest Melchizedek wanted to give 
Abram's stuff and keep it. But Abram said, no, I will not prosper from this. He gave offerings to him, a tenth, to Mel Melchizedek, the tenth of what he gained from the enemy army. He went and recovered it all, gave it all back, but then gave extra back as an offering. And God blessed Abraham. You know, I'm going to say this, a pause too, because of his obedience to giving, it was after that then the promise came visibly to him of having a son. Came through, through the giving. So that's why God wants us to give. So it releases God be able to give to us. So, so God will and God wants to. But here, how do you, you know, what happens here? Well, here, further on in time, how in the world did Sodom get the way Sodom was when they had a priest and they had all the, the influence, religious influence and godly influence like that, and then suddenly we go to uh, chapter 19 and Sodom has all gone to pot? Well, it's sort of like this. Something happened in the atmosphere. Something happened in the situation here because if you remember in scripture Abram and Sarah Abraham and Sarah suddenly decide they're going to work out the promise for themselves they're going to leave God out of it and, and then Hagar came into the picture the, the handmaiden of, of Sarah and then they go and have an Ishmael and, and, in, and Israel's had to pay for Ishmael, Ishmael ever since with all the terrorism and, and the Palestinians and everything, it's, it's, it's from the de descendants of Ishmael. Now, the fact is this. Abram was falling short. Abram was making mistakes. He was going back. It's almost like that fatherhood anointing flowed down to Lot. And somehow, someway, when Lot was there in Sodom, there must have been a transition time where that... Sodom began to turn into what Sodom did. And in order for Sodom to become like Sodom became, it was the elders of the city that must have allowed some type of influence to come into that city because they sat at the gate and made sure that whoever came in, so maybe perhaps Lot suddenly decide to let certain individuals come in, begin to influence the people, and next thing you know, they're in line for fire and brimstone from heaven to be judged because even when Abram tried to pray to God and barter with God to spare Sodom, he said, if you could find ten righteous people. And God said, there weren't even ten people in the city. That happened because somebody, somebody had to leave the gate open. Somebody had to allow something to come in and pass in. The enemy will come at you from the outside, but if the inside is incorrect and your spirit is not what it's supposed to be, you'll keep on opening the door, the gate, that the, the eye gate that, that, that you have shut, a gate set up that's going to keep out pornography. It's going to keep out seeing things because your spirit man has been reached and somebody has been opening the gates, the eye gate, or if you're listening to gossip. And, and before you know it, you're listening to it all the time that somehow or another the gate's been open so that the other gate opens which is the mouth gate and you start gossiping too and start doing that somebody has let the gate open you need to guard the gate guard the gates guard the gates every one of them every one of them
1 Corinthians 16, 13 and 14. In the Amplified Bible, this is for you guys. All of this has been for you. And all this word is for every one of us to be on guard, to guard our gates. The Bible says, be on guard, stand firm in your faith, in God, respecting his precepts and keeping your doctrine sound. Do you know why we're getting in such a mess in our country? Well, judgment begins in the house of the Lord. We have twisted God's word so much to fit us. And it's no wonder we don't have enough godliness to fight off the attacks that occur within our culture and our society. It's because we'd rather do other stuff than to know the word of God. And we'd rather believe in some stuff so that people we know could be accepted even though they're not living the life. It's called compromise. We need to respect the word of God. Who's in charge of your house? It's not, it's not you, mister. The Lord is in charge of your house. Who wrote the rules? I'll tell you who wrote the rules and guidelines of the house. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. It's going to be gone. He says here, and keep your sound doctrine. Don't give in. Don't compromise. You know what is wrong. God's spoken to you. It's in his word. Don't compromise it. No matter what, even if the person that wants you to compromise it is someone you love or has told you that they love you, don't compromise the word. And he says here, act like mature men and be courageous. Act you like men. Be courageous. Be willing to take a stand. Guard the gate. If your children are wanting stuff in the house and you know it shouldn't be in there, get rid of it. Shut the gate. And keep it out. Because the enemy wants to get into their gate of their spirit, their life, and destroy them. Into their eyes, into their mind, into their spirit. Draw the line. Stand guard over the gate. Say, only godly things are going to come into my life. And therefore, the children will see dad serving God. And they will respect, respect God and respect their dad. Let everything you do be done in love. He said, be strong, be courageous, and everything you do be done in love. Stand guard over the gate because you love people. You love your loved ones and those children in your household. Stand guard of the gate so your children won't be influenced in the wrong way. And if you've messed up and your kids allowed some stuff in the home, they didn't allow it, you did. Oh, this strong stuff. I told you I preach to people differently in different crowds. I don't know why, I just do that. But you allowed it then you go to your children and you apologize to them and say, listen, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have allowed this. I've done wrong. I've done wrong to you. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. But we're not going to have this anymore. Who said you can't backtrack and reclaim what the devil's stolen from you? Oh, you repent. It's amazing what repentance can do. 
in a relationship between humans the humans and God the human. When we repent to God, God will do a great work. And when we repent to one another, even to our children, tell them, I'm sorry, I've messed up, I've made a mistake, please forgive me, I should have never allowed this. We can't have it anymore. You're not being a bad parent. A bad parent would ignore what needs to be done. Just make it right. Can I get an amen out of this? Glory to God. Somebody dancing in the house? <laughs> Motivation. Motivate. Let love motivate you. A young, smart aleck cowboy was riding his horse one day and saw an old man on a mule. Young cowboy decided to have a little fun, so he drew a six-shooter and told the old man to get off his mule and dance. He said to the old man, have you ever danced? Then he began to empty his revolver near the feet of the old man, old man laughing while he danced. After a few minutes, the cowboy ran out of bullets. The old man wiped his brow, then slowly reached into his belongings and pulled out a huge loaded shotgun. <laughs> then he points the shotgun at the young cowboy's face and says, Young man, have you ever kissed a mule? <laughs> and the young cowboy said, No, but I've always wanted to. <laughs> now, that's motivation. God doesn't use a big shotgun. Motivation, what is it? It's that which causes action. The Lord doesn't put a gun to our heads, but he gives us examples and direction and principles which relate to that subject of motivation. Love should be our motivation. That we love people so much, our loved ones and our family. And we love ourselves. And most of all, we love God. That we will guard the gates. We'll guard the gates. A principle here is that the man of God is not content to be disengaged with the battle that's raging around him. He takes a hands-on approach to fight against sin. And leads the way out for those around him to follow. God has called us to engage and to shore up the gates that no enemy can come in and we're sure not going to open up to let them come in. I want to tell this to the dads. A child is not likely to find a father in God unless he finds something of God in his father. And it's not too late. Some of you have kids that have got married or moved out. And maybe some of you are really disappointed and your heart aches with the direction they've taken. Don't you stop guarding the gates. You guard the gate because eventually what's going to happen, they're going to approach you and you can open the gate and let them in. God's going to deal with them. The Lord loves them. And by love, you're going to guard the city. You're going to guard the gate. Not going to let sin come in. How many have decided this morning, sin, sin has no place here?
Oh, yeah. For the child of God, sin hath no dominion over you. None at all. Now, you can let it come in, or you just say, get away from me in the name of Jesus Christ. And be bold with the name of the Lord. I'd like to have special prayer for all the men that are present in the house. If you wouldn't mind, guys, would you mind coming up front here and standing up front here? I'd like to pray for you. 